Hi there, and welcome to the Two Dudes Talk Tattoos podcast. A podcast about tattooing so great, it'll tear the pants right off your hind end. I'm one of your hosts for this show. My name is Ryan Othis. You can find me online at bettertattooing.com, the YouTube channel of Better Tattooing, and on Instagram at R-I-A-N underscore O-T-H-U-S. My co-host for the show is Brian Matthew. You can find him online at the Scarlet Vale Tattoo Parlor, a tailored fit tattoo gallery, or Brian Matthew Illustrations, or Brian Matthew Tattoos on Instagram. If you like what we do, please give us a follow, subscribe, like, any of those things, even a rating or review on the podcast platform of your choice that you choose to listen to us on. And also be sure to tell your friends. We really, really, really enjoy all the support we've had so far. We'd like to keep it going. So thank you so much. We hope you enjoy the show. One last thing, you can support the show. If you'd like to support us, look down in the show description for a buy me a coffee link and uh, give us money. It turns out that somebody actually did that. So we're like, maybe we should tell people about it. Anyways, thank you so much. Energy's a little bit weird. It feels weird. I haven't talked to you for like a fucking week, man. Because I was like on vacation and shit. So it was like, I, it feels like it was like three months. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like, does the podcast even exist? exist? I know, dude. It's been like, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, it's funny. I've been getting because, like, I don't, you know, I don't social media or anything. Um, effectively, bad people like writing, uh, to me, being like, I fucking love the show, man. It was like, okay, thanks. You know, like, I don't know what to say. It's like, I'm just like standing awkwardly with my hands halfway up. I'm just like, uh, oh, hey, you know, and, uh, but the vast majority of the messages I've actually been getting in the past bit were like, oh, my God, that critique you guys gave was absolutely murder. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was didn't, so uh, fucking awesome. They, uh, <laughs> the dude. Yeah. Didn't the that dude. guy send us money or whatever? Yeah, dude. Uh, bought us some coffee. Yeah. However he, that works. He sent us like fucking I like 20 bucks or something. He's just like, thank you so much. Nice. We were rolling on the floor laughing at that. I was like, what? So now you got to start the show with everything like this. We got to get started pandering for cash. Cause I think that we no no one knew that they could give us donations. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> We're broke. Send us money. <laughs> this, this podcast is not self-sustaining. We've tried getting advertisers before and they haven't fucking paid us. So. Mm. That's Hollywood. Bad. Hollywood. He's all that inside jargon bullshit. Like, hey, you get this and this, this way. I'm not doing your job. Can you just like tell me it in layman's terms? Oh, sorry. You know, and I'll like try and like, why wouldn't you just leave with that? Why are you going to be like a fucking car salesman shit? You know, like, Plus, you know, oh. like, you're not the only fucking person that ever said, I'm not a lawyer. Speak to me like a fucking person. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> they should just know by now and just be like, Stop talking around the issue and just tell me yeah. directly what the fuck the issue is. Yeah, fucking circular bullshit. Just I don't get it. So yeah, I'd say so. I got a couple messages from people. It was it was nice, and then we got a couple questions that came in, which is kind of cool. I had somebody write me one, and they were just like, <laughs> "I can't get through. I want to talk to you, not leave a message." 
And so, because <laughs> we have the, the listener line, right? And it just plays uh, the Gilmore Girls theme song for like 35 seconds. And it's me screaming, leave a message. So I, I thought it was funny, but I guess somebody doesn't want to wait that long. It's like they're just on hold. So they send us one and they're very irate, it seems, because they want to talk to us now about tattooing. <laughs> it's like, no, I haven't replied yet. I'm thinking I might. I don't know. We'll see. Mm. Anyways, I'm going to crack my garage door here. Well, now is when you just text them back and you're like, hey, you could uh, you can call now. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be fucking smart, too. You know, now that we're recording. Yeah. I moved the show schedule off like bi-weekly. And, uh, if, I saw uh, that. Yeah, it's just like I had people ask me about it, and I was like, I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I put it in one of the so, show intros. It's like we got holidays, and there's like all this stuff going on. You know what I mean? It's just weather changes. Just take the pressure off. <clears throat> you know, everyone's like, you got to be super rigid with this, and I'm like, no, I'm trying to chill. So I'm 40 now, and I I really want to just chill out. I had an existential crisis driving to work yesterday. I was like, fuck, like I could be more than halfway done with my life. What have I done with it? Why am I so stressed? I was like, this isn't good. You drive too much. <laughs> I do drive too much. There's just like, you know, we just like take it easy. Like this is supposed to be like you've said all the way along a fun time. Let's just chill. We're just having a chat. Why the fuck are you stressing out, Ryan? <laughs> <clears throat> I'm going to try to listen to people more often instead of talking. <coughs> Drinking juice down the wrong fucking pipe. <clears throat> so, yeah. I spend <coughs> like 89% of my entire life not talking. <coughs> That's fucking awesome. <coughs> I need to start doing that I more. I think it freaks people out. No. <coughs> <coughs> Unless you're with people like me who just love to talk. It's just like, all right, cool. Yes. <laughs> that's, like, that's kind of what I'm surrounded by all the time, though. So, like... Mm. You love to talk. Cassie loves to talk. People, you know, at tattoo shops, they love to talk. So I just get to like exist in a room <laughs> and listen and observe everything. Oh, uh, we had that. Was it yesterday? I was working on this lady. She's super duper cool. And uh, there's like this whole family, like a gaggle. You know, the, the mom died, and so they're all getting a tattoo in remembrance of her or something. And <clears throat> their energy for the situation and where they're marking their bodies seemed a bit off, you know, because they're just like, yeah, they're just like, pussy, dick, you know, they're just like saying random curse words and shit. Like their mom hated tattoos. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? So the lady I'm tattooing, we normally talk nonstop, you know, but it's like hour and a half, maybe two hours in, she falls dead silent. And so do I. And for about an hour, we don't talk. And randomly, I go, are you listening to what they're saying? And she's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so we're just like listening to other people's conversations. And it was fucking awesome. Like, wow, man, their lives are a mess. This <laughs> <laughs> uh, staring go, I'm glad that I'm not that mom. You know, they brought in a picture of the mom, too, and like put it up, like looking over them as they're getting tattooed. And the mom's just like has a stern look or something. It's like, what the fuck? So they just like really hated their mom. I guess apparently. so. They're just like <laughs> joshing each other the entire time. Oh, you were the favorite. No, you're the. And I'm like, is that a bad thing? Like, I don't understand what is going on with you guys. They're all really close, you know. And like, my family is not at all. You know, they talk about vacations. That's it, or bad things yes. that happen. There's never. 
How was your day? I'm not incredibly close with anybody in my family. Um, but I think that has more to do with the fact that I don't give a shit to get involved with everybody's bullshit. Um, it's not inherently that I, I just hate everyone in my family. I just I just don't care for the craziness. <laughs> That's a topic for today. Getting involved with client crazy. That's a good one. I was actually going to want to talk about it's like, easy. Don't do it. <laughs> there we go. Topic discussed. Actually, I want to talk about because <laughs> I was I was uh, reading a bunch of Anthony Weichless's stuff. And I've, I've been following him on the social media here now for a little bit since you introduced him to the show and to me. And uh, the way he approaches art is interesting because it's like so based on on technique as opposed to like this weird empathy being an artist and creating something that it's just like, like you can do it stupid. Just do this. And I fucking, I love that. You know, saying that this whole time. (laughs) (laughs) So I've been rolling this stuff around in my head and I've been talking to people who've had some um, apprentices recently about how they're training them and what they're doing. And, you know how how they're approaching the the most basic idea of fundamental tattooing and trying to impart it on them. It's, it's fuck outside today, and I I find a lot of things lacking. You know what I mean? It seems like there's an idea about where the end result should be, but the pathway there is just this fucking just zigzagging road all over the place. You know what I mean? So. <clears throat> I wanted to talk to you today actually about that because I have like this idea in my head. It's like a malleable bit of mush. I'm trying to fucking iron out and I don't know. What what do you think about the current state of training in in tattooing as we see it right now? I feel like we've discussed this like 500 times but I have an uh, end result here I wanted to get to. So just trust me. I know we have I mean, to touch on this. It's not it's not an exact question, right? Because there's so many different variables, you know, tattoos to schools, clowns trying to learn at home, YouTube learners, yeah. terrible tattoo artists with terrible apprentices, good tattoo artists with terrible apprentices. <laughs> bad tattoo artists that with what could have been great apprentices but they just don't know how to teach anyone yeah i mean why there's so many variables here yeah it's it's an indirect question that can't directly be answered so my thought on this was because it is it's just such a fucking mess right like there's no there's no really well-defined space as to where to start like there's no there's no guaranteed like this is literally the very first thing that you should do as an apprentice or as a mentor to start this relationship. I mean, past having the talks and agreements, blah, 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 maybe money, whatever, like any of the business stuff beside, right? The very first technique that a person should focus on when they start their journey into tattooing. Where do you think? Oh, I have answers for that. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Step number one, yeah. right? And this, this is a, my idea on breaking people's psychology. Because the first thing that you're going to fuck up on when you start tattooing is you're going to be so excited. So number one, first step, 
you have to buy a sketchbook, an 11 by 14 page sketchbook, and fill every fucking page of that with circles and squares. Yeah. That's brilliant. The moment that book is done, we can move on to step number two. But step number one is nothing but circles and squares. Every Mm -hmm. single page of that sketchbook, right? And what it's going to do is it's going to stop you from being excited. (laughs) And it's going to plot in your head that you're going to do a systematic event. Every time, all the way along. Yeah. Right, it's it's going to literally immediately snap your psychology. Yeah, I think that's great. That that should probably be one of those things where every step of the way, <clears throat> some type of fundamental should be modifying, mollifying, abstracting some type of bit of psychology of the learner, right? And also teaching them some type of basic calculus of how to get from A to B when they're doing something. That's I like that's that's a pretty good start for a roadmap, right? You could have a fucking a thing, one side action result, you know, result is split into two columns, what your mind is doing and what your body's doing. I fucking I like that. The square and circle thing is fun because that's boring. <laughs> it's boring, but by the last page, you know, you're going to get inventive while you're doing this because you're going to get so fucking bored while you're doing it. So you're either going to challenge yourself when you do it to make absolutely perfect circles and squares, or you're going to get lazier and lazier as you do it. So I will be (laughs) able to actually gather information from you based on the last page of that book. That's so cool. The last page has got all these like weird designs, squares and squares and squares that are all perfect and stuff, a circle around it getting bigger. You're like, oh, fuck yeah, that's artistic. You are someone we want to be working with. Versus it's just like one big square and it says, fuck you in the middle of it. <laughs> exactly. Right? Like, you're going to be able to actually see oh. a lot inside that person's head from that sketchbook. Yeah. That's fucking great, dude. I like that. Especially and the last five pages. Last five. Yeah. <laughs> Front and back, everything. 11 by 14 as well. That's so grand. <laughs> That's just miserable. <laughs> It should be a yearly thing that we do as tattooers. Like if you can make it through it, then you should renew your license. If you can't, (laughs) it's time to find that job down at that fast food place that probably pays more. That's fucking great. Okay. So step one, break the psychology, get them connected. I always figure like step two is always learning the lingo, you know, because if you don't know words and you know, like working. Lingo is, is, is just going to come right it's not something we actually have to focus on mm. so like um like let's say you move from canada to alabama in sure. a couple of months you would just be able to tell through context what people are talking about yeah okay right so lingo is just some thing that you can throw in the back burner step number two is a mr miyagi scenario where <laughs> you're specifically going over cleaning you know wax on wax off Okay. So you're having them clean everything. And they okay. can't question why they're cleaning it. They have to get in the habit of just constantly cleaning it. Okay. I gotcha. So we're getting to cleaning and maintenance. Right. Okay. This is where you so, understand how this stuff works, right? The Not sketchbook was stop being excited. Break this down to a process. Okay. Step two is now we're physically in a process. 
Okay. And there's reason, right? We want we want you to get this second nature cleaning. Everything should be clean constantly. Uh, okay. Okay. Any explanation as to why any of that stuff is not going to happen now? Just do it. Like that's simple. Is this the same thing of breaking down that psychology of just like trying to have somebody who's instead of trying to be creative? Like this is all just like everything is process based. Right. They don't have to know why yet. Mm -hmm. They just have to do the damn thing. Okay. Right. Like everybody is right now going to be arguing with that idea. (sighs) Well, you have to tell them why they're no, you don't. (laughs) This person is not in a place yet where the why matters yeah. they're just in a place where process matters yeah, okay. so they just have to clean it's going to make them busy it's going to keep them busy all day but they're going to get used to this process hmm. get them accustomed to being in the environment and interacting with it being aware of all the little small nooks and crannies and niches and stuff and not knowing why you're cleaning it but just doing it you can become right. a part of the space. Take ownership. You have to it. show, you know, like what to clean, why or how to clean it, but you yeah. don't have to explain why. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you can make up your mind pretty easily with that. Like the toilet should be clean. <laughs> Let's go fucking clean it. Okay. Right. Okay. So it shouldn't be dusty. So you, you got know, toolboxes shouldn't be filthy. No. Oh, yeah. That was one thing that people have been seeing me do is like when I wipe down my lamp, I'll do the base. I'll take my mayo stand and I wipe down the wheels and the stem, the hands, the underneath, the bottom of my chair. You know, like I do like all of these areas cleaning it and everyone is like, huh? (laughs) It's clean now. (laughs) You're saying that like the people that you're surrounded by aren't cleaning these uh, things? I have seen people throughout (laughs) my career doing some very questionable cleaning techniques. Like one of the worst ones I'd seen was the clean room being in the toilet like right next to it so there's the scrub and the processing area is like literally like on each side of a toilet and this like oversized like restroom (laughs) that's like it kept all the clean goods and stuff in there you know i I know and i was just like i don't think i can work here guys like what's wrong with it they're like you really don't see a problem with somebody taking a fucking scream inducer right next to these clean tubes like i don't they're clean you know? <laughs> they were queen until somebody flushed the toilet. The shot. Somebody skipped step two. <laughs> exactly. Uh, well, that's fucking okay. I'm on board with this. This is this is. I'm getting a little bit of this this malleable mush kind of coming together now. All right. So what's your what's your step three? So we've got somebody doing this stuff, understanding tedium and boredom, occupying their space, and just fucking cleaning coming a part of the space taking ownership what's what's your next step step three is just drawing okay right uh i like to try to give homework so naturally homework should be designing flash right yeah so the next sketchbook once again going back to the sketchbook yeah is every single page of that sketchbook should have flash designs in it okay right so now their process is clean all day draw all night oh yeah okay stay immersed okay i got you is there a way that you want stuff laid out or is it just like 
or like a specific style or like when you're looking at it is it just we're trying to keep them interested by doing the things that they like or is it just like we're going like through the ages from start to beginning no no it's it's just flashes you know draw whatever you want but draw what you think tattoo designs look like right because we can't help somebody until we can see what it is that they're saying in their head so if they think that you know flash designs look like scribbly ass weird shit you know like we have to fix that if they think flash designs look specifically like traditional tattoos that they found on pinterest we have to fix that yeah 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 etc so we this is all about charts getting into their head yeah. but making them proactive throughout the day too yeah this is cool this goes along i wrote a really long article i think about a year ago <clears throat> where i was talking about the the collaboration between a, a mentor and a student you know <clears throat> when i was pointing out specific things like timelines and stuff like this it was kind of falling into the same rubric um and it's about finding finding like as as a good teacher you're developing your 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 teaching whatever method based on your student not how blah 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 blah. it shouldn't be just because like this is how we're going to apply it to everyone it's individualized with everything right so so like these things right the draw circles and squares clean everything draw your shit yeah etc like this is how you get information to individualize something yeah yeah you're training yourself along the same lines as this person is yeah this is all extracting information yeah that makes that makes yeah that that's kind of where i went with this stuff is like trying to understand like more complex things you're going to get into later is like if somebody has enough drive to push themselves to get into it, or maybe they're more reserved, like how can you slow them down or speed them up? How can you, you know, once you've invested time into this stuff is understanding them well enough that you know how to, in essence, manipulate them to bring the best out of them and get the, the f- most efficient results that you can, right? Like that's right. kind of the goal. Like yeah. that first two days, you know, where they're just nonstop grinding all fucking day. Like if by day two it's one o'clock in the afternoon, they're like, "Hey guys, can I can I just take a break? Like this yeah. this is so boring." <laughs> then you know, like, all right, so you might not have a whole lot of drive. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. I remember reading stories about like uh, Japanese tattooers, you know, bringing in apprenticeships. And like the first like year was just you washing undies, you know, like it was that making right. food and washing undies. You don't complain. You don't do anything. If you do, you get beat. And that was it. <laughs> Learn to shut up and do your fucking job. And it's like, it's archaic, of course, looking back at it now after you know, post Spock era. But there had to have been some type of intelligence behind that, right? Like to make sure that you're willing, able, capable to do these things and not fucking leave and just give up. We're trying to bring out a woman. I mean, that's how apprenticeships used to even be in the US, you know. Like the dude would be like, Hey, I only drink soda from the vending machine three blocks away. You need to go give me a soda out of that vending machine. It's like fuck. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you know, so you gotta go down the road and oh. get a goddamn soda. Or, you know, like they just have all this weird shit that like nowadays we would call hazing, even though yeah. like it was specifically for it's an aptitude and battery exam it's how much shit is this kid gonna take yeah yeah you're trying to find their limits yeah is this someone that you can even as an as an instructor as a mentor like respect 
you right. know respect goes two ways and usually one way it has to be fucking earned so <laughs> it's just bad because you know people take it as like oh everyone you're thinking about the most altruistic society in which all of these mentors are blah 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 we're not saying that there wasn't assholes who were doing this shit of course there were you know that's just like there's bad parents and bad kids and bad everything it doesn't matter but we're aiming for perfection <laughs> that's probably one of the fastest ways to get there you know yeah Mm. we wouldn't want somebody going into the military you know who's going to go and fight possibly die just being like well how do you feel today oh you need to take a break okay cool you can just go and have a nap right it's not you're trying to do proficiency in something as somebody who's got a lot of drive you gotta fucking push that into them sometimes <laughs> anywho all right got the prep the clean we've got the flash what's your what's your next step Oh, what do you think? Uh, so this is like where it'll start to actually get into education, right? Mm-hmm. So judging off of their artwork and all that, that shit, you know what you have to like start to focus on or fix, right? So it's it would be like a two-part thing where there's going to be educational influence, like this is what you need to draw and this is why you need to draw it. And yeah. then the homework side of that is go home and draw this thing a hundred times. Right. Yeah. So this step just is like the most common sense next step to take. It's yeah. okay. We see your flaws. We need to work on flaws. Yeah. This is where I see most people actually starting with their apprentices when they're getting into stuff, go home, do this, just draw, draw these six pieces of flash a hundred times and bring them back. You know, not even a why, but yeah, just... the, the issue, if people jump right into that and they don't know why they're jumping right into that, then they're not helping a situation and their chances are actually harming a situation, right? Like if they bring in a sketchbook full of artwork that they just randomly drew while they were there working with you and you're like, okay, what's this supposed to be? And they're like, um, it's neo-traditional. Yeah. And you can look at it and see a million flaws and explain to them why it's not neo-traditional. Then we know like, okay, so this person is geared towards neo-traditional. They know that that's what they like stylistically. Now we know how to help them get to that level. And we can explain why their shit's not at that level. Mm. Yeah. But if you're just like, I don't know, man, here's a flashbook from 1974. Draw all this shit in there. It might be fun. <laughs> Copy this rose dagger combo in every way imaginable. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What What do you do like with that stylistic goal? Like as you're it, when you're getting into it, are you focusing on that that stylized application initially because not only they enjoy it, but it's just like a single thing that they can do is like a good starting point for a foundation or like yeah, so they have to be genuinely interested in what they're doing to yeah. be able to learn more, right? Yeah. If you're like, no, fuck neo-traditional, let's do realism, then they're going to just be like, I, I don't know what the fuck that is. Mm. <laughs> you know, yeah. so they're just going to be lost entirely and unenthusiastic and really confused. So you have to go with what it is they're wanting to learn first, yeah. right? Afterwards... You can start to, you know, explain that like they have to expand their horizons. You know, uh, like you can't just focus on neo traditional. 
you can if you want to be a half-assed tattoo artist but you have to actually focus on more things than just this one thing that you find relevant to yourself because it's not relevant to 70 percent of the fucking population you know if you want to earn a good living in tattooing you're not going to be a stylist artist that just does peonies right you're going to have to do everything that goes in you got to be able to do from traditional all the way up to realism and past if you want to there's there's a weird unspoken uh, bullshit truth to instagram and social media where like we see the tattoo artists that are just posting one particular thing but we fucking know that they've never just tattooed that one thing you know they've they've worked in street shops they've done shitty portraits they've done shitty traditional tattoos etc 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 so everybody has to do this you know so Um, you might as well try to be good at doing all of these things you don't like to do yeah but yeah that's that's after yeah after the initial bit that comes into it yeah because that's where you can start building your foundational stuff too right like if you know that this person is only into this like neo-traditional right you know you're going to be able to easily explain off of those basic fun because you're going to have no color blending like line saturation like these things like composition in a very specific space how to build into different things off of what they've already learned foundationally so you're training yourself again through that yeah that makes sense I, I like that. What do you think a timeline is on that? Is that going to be subjective based on the individual or is it just like, yeah, it's going to depend on how fast they get shit done, you know? Yeah. So if they're pushing it, it's, we've got a year, maybe six months, a week. Oh, I, I would expect it to be done in like a month. Yeah first bit month wise <laughs> like, yeah, i'm assuming this is fast oh <laughs> so uh you have fast track so in in your perfect mind we have somebody who is the star pupil like time to skin being what within the first year well i mean so like essentially all we did right here is just a a couple of weeks worth of figuring out who this person is oh okay i got gotcha. you yeah. So that's that's the idea, like right? the drawing in the sketchbooks and bullshit, et cetera, et cetera. Like you can do that shit in two days if you wanted to. Okay. You know, so like we're just viewing this as like this was two or three weeks. It was okay. pretty quick to get to the point that we needed to be at to be able to teach this person gotcha. what they're supposed to be doing. We're not wasting a bunch of time. Because in those first three weeks, if you find some type of major deficiency, you know you're not gonna work with, it's better to end it sooner rather than you know, 18 months in, you're like, I don't know if I can fucking teach this person. <laughs> well, there's, there's that. And then we're, you know, you have to stay applicable to uh, the attention span of people now. And people yeah. nowadays have way shorter attention spans than what they used to have. You know, that's why TikTok videos are like fucking four seconds long. And Instagram is only like two seconds to see uh, one stupid thing. And then you keep scrolling, etc. Because, our attention spans are so much fucking shorter than what they used to be. Wow. Wow. I like that. That sounds good, dude. Wow. So I guess next logical steps, once you've understood how this stuff is, then just carefully crafting the experience for the individual based on whatever strengths that they may have or interests, and then just building it up from there, allowing them time to grow and learn, right? Yeah, so realistically after that would just be trying to get them as far removed from computer and digital elements as possible and yeah. 
specifically utilizing traditional methods and more specifically probably colored pencils before anything else yeah i like that um just because constantly using colored pencils just sets in your head the hand motions that you'll be using later on yeah Hmm. always i was always uh told like when i started they're like you got to use these with the fucking prismacolor copic markers copic whatever the fuck they are right you got to do these ones because this is going to blend more do this do these watercolors these pans are fucking great or these liquid watercolors and i never got any of that because like one is pro- pro- cost prohibitive for some people to get a whole setup of fucking paints you know what i mean and brushes right. and all this other shit where you can just go out and get a fucking package of crayolas like literally crayola crayola pencils are great man they have actually really good color quantities inside the goddamn wax and that shit you can go out and get them for four bucks and just start killing shit yeah it wouldn't make sense for somebody to use markers because markers are not really applicable to tattooing no i mean you can make some great art with markers but the the idea of how you use a marker is not anywhere near what it would be like for tattooing whereas a colored pencil you know like if you want a really strongly saturated area you have to keep everything really tight and consistent if you want super light fluffy areas you spread out your hand motion and keep a lighter touch etc it's a a fucking pencil (laughs) you know so (laughs) it's directly applicable to tattooing yeah no this is not saying that you're going to use the exact same circular techniques as you would with a colored pencil with a fucking needle especially like a 35 mag people that's not the same (laughs) it's the concept (laughs) <laughs> you will get some monstrous fucking hand cramps and you will get used yeah. to working hours on end holding on to something small and yeah, moving it around quarter inch grip versus like the new like what i've seen some people using like two inch grips when they're like tattooing their hands it looks like they're holding the fucking a giant ball sack you know they're just like rub 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 nice. what the fuck no not all of us did that like i learned on three eighths tubes you know the right. fucking pencil grips man like those were just your hands after like six hours i mean you have to pry them apart i remember like having have my gown on and just like crushing my hand back and holding it because it just wanted to go fucking velociraptor together you know what i mean like oh it's, it's almost embarrassing to admit how long it took me to realize i could wrap a paper towel around my fucking tube for a bigger grip <laughs> <laughs> i was like six years dude <laughs> i was like forever. Saying, it, it's like years, <laughs> years before i even had the idea yeah say like, oh this this isn't bad <laughs> Wow, it even deadened the vibration a little bit. It's just like, whoa. There was like selling those big knurled grips. Remember back in the day? They're like fucking 50 bucks a piece or something. And I was like, right. I don't want to spend the money. I mean, I get the three eight scripts for a buck. Like, that's so silly. You know, it's got the special teardrop design for advanced ergonomics. Get fucked. <laughs> Paper towel that shit. Fucking just duct tape on it. You know, whatever. Fucking. Yeah. And when it. you hang on to the paper towel long enough, it like, molds to your grip yeah it's memory foam so hell yeah (laughs) why would you not what's that stretchy tape that we use now it's like the tension tape shit oh coban yeah Yeah. coban i seen some guy (laughs) i swear to god no paper towel no nothing three eight script wrapping 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 a whole roll grabs another one wrap 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 you put like three rolls on it to get the fucking grip (laughs) super big i'm like my god that's expensive bro it's like it's all squishy (laughs) i'm like i why don't you put something underneath that, huh? <laughs> like paper towel? I think it was like a convention like 10 years ago. He goes, what do you mean? And I just like showed him. He's like, oh, like, <laughs> dude, you've wasted so much money on that machine. And then trying to take it off, you know, maybe like a fucking box cutter to remove that shit. 
<laughs> yeah, that's like two bucks worth of wrap on your fucking tube. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. It's non separate. Okay, so coming back, so we got the training stuff. I think that's probably like a pretty cool way just to like maybe maybe just lay that. That's like the foundation stuff, right? If you're if you're coming into this, maybe you don't have the best mentor or something. Maybe if you're you know just starting out with your first apprentice, if you're trying to figure out how to get into their head to start training, that's like right. this is where you should be, right? Paying attention to those things. I like that. Dude. Ultimately, that's what's important about teaching anybody is just being able to extract information from them and we're not looking for personal information or like their emotional information or any of the psycho stuff you know (laughs) we're we're just specifically looking for what it is like how their brain is acting how they're approaching simple tasks and what it is that in their imagination they're actually striving for and once we can appeal to all three of those or all of that stuff, you know, and figure it out, then we can make the entire next bit of process so much easier. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Then it's, then it's just literally technique training. It's A to B on everything. Right. Right. Yeah. I was, I was thinking of this and one of the analogies I pulled up in my head when I was trying to work through some of these, these ideas recently was like thinking of how you learn music. When you learn music, if you pick up a violin or a trombone or a set of drums, when you're learning to read music, you start off with the most basic ideas, right? Positioning, like volume, temper, speed, things like this, right? And it's just like hot cross buns is advanced for when you first pick up a trumpet. You start out with <laughs> whole notes on the C, and that's just it. And it's so basic, but when you take it that way, you can see people grow like it's a linear growth, you know, there may be people who you know, get a bit of a curve and it, it spikes quicker than others, but it's sustainable growth over time. And I think that's one of those things that like Tony was trying to do with his training is just creating these A to B things that show steady progress that can be applied bit by bit by bit. And if you have that, like my idea would be, if you have that in tattooing, it'd be a lot easier to get some of these more advanced empathetic techniques applied because you'll have enough of that foundational understanding to get to it so that's where my brains i got to redesign the website and so (laughs) it's bad evidently it's difficult to navigate (laughs) who would have thought (laughs) a hundred articles on there like fucking ten thousand words a piece and people like i don't know how to search on there i'm like oh because we didn't have a search bar I know, right? So I was talking with read. Uh, just read <laughs> all of this. They're like the average person in an educational course setting is gonna stay on the web page or a video maximum of four minutes. So that's what time you have to get all of that information in their head. If it takes 38 minutes to read an article, you're not gonna get them anywhere near it. They're gonna skim through until they find what they want and then they're gonna move on. They're gonna miss all the other stuff that's gonna be important. So I was like, oh, <laughs> I'm so long-winded. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that uh, directly goes back to people's attention spans are just yep. shorter and shorter and shorter. Uh, yeah. What's cool about that is that people's abilities to process information has actually gone up. Yeah. So they can process information faster. They just can't hold their attention as long. <laughs> yeah, and they don't need to hold the memories of it anymore either because we have places to store it. Like we used to have to read right. books and remember everything, rote memorization, and you don't need to do that anymore. You got Google. <laughs> right. 
You remember your search query, you can get halfway through, then you remember everything that's going on, you're good to go. Probably not something you want to see with your doctor. <laughs> with their mid-surgery, like, hang on, can you pull up Bing? I need to see this one picture I was looking for. But yeah, we're going to try to do that. I think it'd be kind of fun. Same with like the the YouTube channel, because we're almost at a thousand. My goal was to get a thousand subscribers in one year, because I guess that's good. And we're like just there. We're like at 970. I'm like, yeah. So we're going to beat it before the end of the year, which is kind of a big thing. But I'm thinking about you just need 20 assholes. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking pricks who are listening. Just go follow it. Jesus, get me up there. Get me up there. Just go play my videos on loop to get my watch hours up. And then I can get monetized and maybe I can make 38 bucks next year to pay for some of this fucking hosting. (laughs) Anyways. That's a good spot to stop for a break for our commercial sponsors. The new platform that we're hosted through has uh it'll insert dynamic ads for you just right off the hop oh nice yeah so we don't have to do anything nothing it just goes in Uh, contact anybody and be like hey so uh advertising yeah no we won't do shit if we want to get on some other stuff and they'll send us emails about like we're doing live reads or something but i just like i said no live reads No, I saw some email. It popped up on my phone, and it was some chick or robot or something was like, "Oh, hey, I sent you an email about this. You never oh. responded." Blah 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 blah. Advertising. I was like, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, I see them aggressive. Well. Yeah, they want us to join the special podcast network. So the pod, it's a new podcast network. And it's right. for educational podcasts. They want us to be there because are we an educational podcast? Yeah, we are. It's <laughs> <laughs> like for our uh, our people, our listeners Audience. to decide. I guess yeah. is this educational? Hit us up in the fucking comments. Uh, <laughs> did you learn anything from this? Is it? Do you learn more when Ryan's sober? <laughs> like it's, it's just a different vibe now i don't i don't know what's going on yeah so i don't know we'll get back to them and see about this i don't fucking know but we did we did have a couple interesting uh emails so i i got one email i gotta send you i gotta so there's this dude who joined the youtube channel and he has written a comment well maybe a blog on literally every fucking video that i've done nice He's, I don't even think he's a tattooer. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> he 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 sent me he sent me this this fucking and I'm gonna I'll hold up the screen here so you can see. I mean, here we go. Just we're gonna just keep on scrolling. He sent this fucking novel. I want to highlight a couple points out of this. The the email is um, about wrapping a tattoo. So, dear Ryan, maybe you can clear this up in my head. I've always thought of a tattoo as a fresh wound and should be treated as such. It's simple in comparison to some wounds. Like if I would get a wound on my knee from skinning my knee, short of picking out the gravel, I'd treat it just about the same as I would a tattoo. So, like, don't clean or just keep it clean. Don't scrub it or soak it. Let it breathe. Don't pick at it, etc. Then he goes into the story, and you got to hear this story. All right. I had one old boy tell me he wraps his tattoo in cellophane because that's the way you do it. I heard this as much as I didn't often hear 
from customers who had but one small tattoo already. So I guess he's heard this from other people. He just never got an exp- explanation. Next section. I ran into this old boy in Richmond, Kentucky, and he was bringing up, quote, aftercare, unquote. I already knew he was an idiot, but I was dying to hear his explanation of why he used cellophane on fresh tattoos. He gave me some long explanation about how lymph stuff, clear stuff, comes out during a tattoo, is resorbed when it's trapped overnight under cellophane. And this is important in healing the tattoo and setting pigment. I started to think that it might make sense. Then I remember that who, who this guy was and an attempt to be a better tattoo piercer himself had given himself a Prince Albert so he could tell people that he had done it. <laughs> he iced his dick and shoved one of those curved upholstery needles behind the tip of the shaft and out the pee hole. He immediately started bleeding, saw blood, passed out, and was found by his wife a few hours later in a pool of his own blood, taken to the ER. Knowing all this, I just assumed he was full of shit. Moved on. My buddy Gaza from New Zealand, who was with me, verified that he heard the same story about this guy. <laughs> I don't know why we need to hear from Gaza, but thanks, Gaza. He assured me that the cellophane thing, as a buddy from Gaza, was done most often in high-volume military vacation-type shops where the type of people who get tattooed are also the type of people who like to get drunk and start peeling off the bandage to show off their new tattoo. He says a good way for drunks to show it off without getting it infected or full of sand the first night they got it. So he's got a whole bunch of other stuff he writes, but that was that was initially the question: Why wrap it in cellophane, and uh, where where did it start? And uh, I, I, right off the hop, it was just so people could see this shit. Like that's that's the answer, right? But I thought that you really would like the pee hole part of that story. <laughs> An interesting thought. Uh... <laughs> What's your what's your remembrance of the whole cellophane bullshit? I mean, I couldn't tell you where it would have started, and like, it's almost an asinine concept to call out the idea that it would have started near military bases because most tattooing started did. near military yeah. bases, right? Like that just makes sense. Yeah. Um, but. I would say that it probably started with some general tattoo artists who had accidentally burnt themselves, right? So they went to the doctor and the doctor was explaining to them how to dress their burn. And um, when you're dressing a burn, the goal when you're dressing a burn is to keep moisture locked into the burn, right? Mm -hmm. Because that helps it actually heal better. So if we're treating like let's say you burn yourself while you're cooking or something like that. Um, I just recently did this to myself and I'm <laughs> proficient yeah, at first aid, hence no scars or discolorations anymore. Oh, nice dude. Um, but uh, so like, let's say, you know, you catch a little grease on your arm and bubbles up and gets all fucking weird and shit like that. Um, your two best friends are going to be Vaseline oh. and nonstick bandages they're they have like that plastic film on the yeah. inside of them and you're gonna leave that shit on there for as long as possible obviously you know taking it off cleaning the wound um reapplying vaseline reapplying a new bandage etc but you keep the bandage over top of it because it helps trap in moisture so i would have assumed that the idea of using cellophane would have came from that thought process wow. but the Big issue there being that 
they're trying to treat a tattoo as if it's a burn, right? Yeah. And it's not anywhere near the, yeah, the same thing. That stuff, a yeah. burn is really deep tissue injuries, and a tattoo is a surface abrasion. It's essentially a rash. You know, like yeah. it's not really that bad of a thing. And breathability is pretty much what we're going for. So cellophane is kind of killing your tattoo. I muted it so you could just keep on going. I thought you were rolling there, dude. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird trying to describe a wound because there I found literature back in the 70s when they were describing a tattoo wound as something akin to like a surgical wound. Uh, this is where a lot of the modern aftercare treatments have come from, right? Where we're looking at it as something adjacent to another type of wound without looking at it as actually just the wound that it is, right? We're always trying to say it's like a sunburn or it's like a scrape or it's like a cut or it's, but it's not, it's a tattoo. There's implantation of a foreign substance in a controlled and measured way that causes topical disruption. Like that's, that's it, right? And it's unique. It's very unique in how we do it. And so treating it as a burn, as long as it's like a mild burn, I could see could result in a good result. <laughs> but it doesn't... Well, you'll heal the skin, but you might fuck the actual yeah. tattoo up. Yeah. Especially if you're using petroleum-based substances. Yeah. It's not... There's so... It's so fucking complex. I've been... And this is that thing we keep going back. Like, I, I know I've been harping on for so goddamn long. Uh, yeah, I've been harping on this for like so long because p- tattooers in general are just never going to change their aftercare. <laughs> like it's the one thing that they're never willing to confront or even just like open up their brain and think about. So cellophane, I just, I don't agree with you. Cellophane, I, I, you wouldn't put cellophane and aquaphor on a sunburn or on a deep burn, you know, was coming into like, I don't know, your thigh. Maybe you got it on the side of your calf because you were riding your hog and you burnt it on the exhaust when you were drinking one day or, you know, you fell off your bike. There's never been a way that a doctor has been like, hey, that's how you care for something. In very controlled, specific situations, it could work. Yes, but. <laughs> Easiest way. Well, even in those scenarios, they would still recommend a breathable bandage. Yeah, you want something absorbent. <sighs> Like you can't wrap fucking saran wrap around your face and survive. (laughs) (laughs) You can't put it around your skin and assume Mm. your skin is going to survive. That's that's the like um, most people don't know that like up to ten percent of the respiration that your body actually does is through your skin. Your skin literally breathes. Covering it and smothering it is not going to result in healthy skin. (laughs) Right. That's pretty simple, people. So. Where did it start? I heard that it started because people were just being stupid and they wouldn't leave on bandages. So people wrapped it up with that. That was it. It was a covering. It wasn't good, but it was better than not. I heard that my first like week of tattooing because I'm like, why are you wrapping them in plastic? That seems stupid. And that's what I was told. But everyone knows my first apprenticeship and shop experience was probably not the best way to get into the industry. So who knows if it's right or not? <laughs> <laughs> So pretty much all we can do is really speculate on the thought process, but like realistically speaking, I'm sure the thought process from the original up into why people still do it nowadays, probably just transmuted into whatever. Now we can see it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You can see it and poke it and feel cool. 
I can say there's there's some weird things that happen with this. I pulled up the history of cellophane. So there's this uh, monopoly from DuPont, who originally held the patent on this stuff up until the end of World War II, uh, where they were like, I guess, sued for monopolizing this shit. <clears throat> and around the same time as when we started to see things like Aquaphor actually hit the market. So there's there's probably a bunch of things coalescing at the same time that's super complex that we could never fucking figure out. But I guess, Curtis, thanks for the, the email. Uh, just pick your poison, I guess. Like, whatever you think probably fits the best for where you're at is probably it. <laughs> but don't put it on your tattoo. <laughs> All right. Holy smokes. Man, we've been getting some long questions here. I got another one. A fucking good roller here. <laughs> That's a big one. It's kind of my favorite, though. Yeah. You like these in because right, they're going to be really descriptive. Uh, and the more descriptive they are, the more fun and better answers we can have. Yeah. So uh, this guy, Sebastian, wrote in and he says, you know, all the stuff you guys talk about is great. I'm super excited to see the videos on the YouTube channel, blah, 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 blah. He's having problems with goddamn ink flow, to quote Sebastian here. Um, I do single needle tattoos inspired by the tradition of Jack Rudy and old biker stuff. I love it, but I have such a big problem with ink flow. It drags out tattoo sessions way longer than they need to be, and I use way too much ink, even though I like the result. No one in my city, maybe not even in this country, uses single needles, as far as he knows. So I don't have anyone I can sit down with and troubleshoot this stuff. Other tattooers have ideas about how to do this stuff, but most of the time, everyone seems to be at a loss of how to do it correctly. Uh, the moment... The big problem I have is that ink pools up in the tube and doesn't come out until all of a sudden it just blasts out the end. Sometimes it will work, but you know, not all the time. And even with this, I'm still able to finish the tattoo. You give a bunch of stuff about all the different setups he has, different machines, tried different brands of needles, which I wanted to talk to you about as well today. Um, he's tried disposables, steel tubes. He's tried every different type Hang of brand of ink. Give me two seconds here. Yeah. Somebody's screaming my name. I got to figure out what's going on. Cool. Back to that. And dude, with how clumsy sometimes Cassie is, I was like, oh shit. Like, hopefully she didn't fucking fall into the lawnmower or something. I was like a little bit worried about that. <laughs> uh, oh, it's just the dog. Oh, shit. Where were we here? Oh, yeah. All right. You ready to get back at it? Moses against the guy's trying to do single needles and ink spilling out. Um, he uses direct drive rotaries and uh, they all have a 4.2 millimeter cam. He's tried every type of needle, he uses disposable tubes, trying to use a three round tube, tried ones, fives, nine diamonds. He's used every type of ink. He runs his voltage on his machine around four, or sorry, five and a half volts on a direct drive. He's using the single band on the needle for back pressure in the tube. And the moment, moment the needle, <laughs> I run the needles out with the needle grouping pointing down the bar with no bend on the needle. He's tried bending it. He's tried playing around with how far out the needle is, how close in it is, a bunch of stuff. And it just doesn't know it. He feels like he's close to cracking it, but has no idea about how to progress any further. He feels like he's tried everything. So, he wants to know how to stop shit from falling out of the fucking tube. That's pretty simple. 
Well, when you were reading it from the beginning, it sounded like he would get no ink flow. And then all of a sudden, and then just blop. Right, there's boards of ink flow. Mm-hmm. So my first thought is the type of machine. We direct drive, especially if we're going to be using one of like the old Singer style individual cam rolling bar on needle bar right through disposable tube you're going to be getting that that apex switch on the hang every time it's coming down around the bottom part of the cam which is going to end up breaking any of that momentum and holding it steady especially depending on the band tension that you got there and when you do actually hit what's happening is the needle because it's a single fucking needle when you're using it it's flexing against the back of the tube and then when it does hit and it, you actually get it to start striking the skin and there's enough back pressure on that needle, it's bending out and dumping a bunch of fucking ink, right? That's just, that's simple shit. <clears throat> Usually that's going to come from cam throw being way too fucking long. That's it. And then second is you're not leading off the fucking tube. Simple. Bring that thing down. I was trying to think in my head flex. if there was a scenario where I had a hard time getting ink to flow with a single needle. Because no, like it's, it's never there's no there's nothing in the no. way like your ink's just gonna fall out of your fucking inkwell anyway. Yeah, no matter what. Like usually so, you're gonna be single needle. You gotta have a steeper fucking angle with your hand holding backwards because if you hold it 90 degrees perpendicular off the skin, it just it falls out. It doesn't stay in the fucking tube. <laughs> you know. Mm. Yeah. So this was an unusual scenario. Yeah. Most of the time on that, I would say. I would almost wonder if he's using too tight of a rubber band then. Like maybe the rubber band's just really pressing the needle to the back of the tube. I don't think so. I, th- I think it's a good needle pressure because like, at least in my, my hypothesis, right, is as soon as that flex is happening, right, then that ink is spilling out. Because he's going to have to get to a certain amount of depth or pressure on the actual skin with that needle striking for that bend to happen. When that bend happens, it's releasing that fucking, that... Um, What's the fucking thing? So, so like, if his if his rubber band's too tight and holding the needle onto the tube too much, then the needle's flexing forward. Maybe. I think it's bowing out like this. As soon as it hits, it's bowing into, causing a break wherever that fucking surface tension has been collected on the backside of the pigment. That'd be me. Well, let's let's run both scenarios. Why don't you run one and me? Because I mean, they both could be fucking right. You know what I mean? So you you do yours first. How's that? Mine's a pretty simple fix, I guess. You know, so like I would try two things that would be absolutely wrong first. Right. <laughs> hey, run it with no rubber band and see what happens. And do this shit on yourself, you know, obviously. Um, run it with no no rubber band. Just see what happens. Yep. Right. If ink's coming out of it and it's tattooing great, but like it's shitty because there's no rubber band on it then there's probably way too much tension caused by the rubber band. And poor. Yeah. Second, I would flip it to where the soldered needle is against the tube uh. and then bend my needle bar because then you have a bend, but it's being that solder is stopping it from bending back the other way too far. Uh. Uh, which goes against everything we know in tattooing. But it's just to see if that fixes it temporarily because both of those scenarios would tell you that there's just too much tension on the needle. Wait, you, you run you run solder up in your tubes? For liners. 
You do? Oh, wow. That's so wild. Yeah, so needle bar. Yeah. Needle. Yeah. And mine, I flip it. Right. Mine's opposite. So, and that's the back of the tube. Yeah. No, I, I do mine So backwards. when I spend it, yeah. perfect um, tension. Yeah, I've always had mine. If you're running back. your liner like that, yeah, then your needle is having too much tension on it. So it's going to bow forward a little bit. That's super interesting. I've always ran mine solder down. <laughs> and then you flip that for mags. Yeah, no, I run I run my stuff mag and liner the same solder back. That's so wild. You know, man, this is old school. You got to get a hook to the left or whatever for yeah, your loop liners and hook to the right. Yeah. For your mags. No. Yeah, I do loop left, man. <laughs> Uh, both maybe it's just like how my needles are built like mine are always just like pop 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 that's wild wow <laughs> <laughs> well we, we we evidently have a different fucking More, setup. you know <laughs> i'll have to try that sometime i've never tried it i always just fucking put it in solder back more surface area against the back side of the tube which control your ink flow a little bit differently than just fucking rock and roll wow that's neat that actually explains solder forward <laughs> that's funny dude solder forward and then uh it, yeah when you give that swipe bend to your needle bar that the soldered area like yeah. sits back in your well yeah and then the needle goes straight down the tube yeah yeah that's what just <laughs> we gotta try each other's ways <laughs> i go to work this week i'm gonna be like Fucking a! All right, I'm just gonna flip this around and see what happens because I don't, I don't know if it'll work well with my hand. That's kind of interesting. Okay, so that's one. Try try flipping your needle <laughs> if you're doing it my way normally. Solder back, <laughs> flip that motherfucker and give it a bend. If you normally go solder up, flip the motherfucker back around and try it that way. Um, that's fucking that's super cool. Um, other thing I say is regardless of what your positioning is, depending on that 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 actual flex that you're having increasing some of the band tension is going to happen decreasing isn't going to happen it doesn't matter right you can play one with the viscosity of the pigment and try to slow it down as it's coming out right add a little bit of glycerin you know vegetable glycerin food grade 99 pure whatever the fuck try to thicken it up as it's coming down it'll be able to create a slower track coming out because you don't need a lot of ink coming down and out of the tube to do single needle work simple right next one is all right if you're doing your uptick your uptake with the uh at, going over top of your ink cap if you have it turned on or not whatever just don't bottom out as soon as that well is full take your machine and tap it over the back of your finger on top of some paper towel in your stand empty out any of the excess back pressure or extra fluid inside the tube and create just a very thin amount where only the tube stem like tip not back in the stem the tip is just the only bit that has pigment in it that's it you're going to decrease that back pressure when the machine's moving at whatever speed that it's moving at, and it'll slowly start dropping it out. Really simple. I mean, at the same time, you could just try to water down your black. Wow. Maybe it's too viscous. Maybe it is too viscous. Well, you're using dynamic I, sense, we, stuff like we that. We don't know what like, brands. Yeah, he's a dynamic fusion, Ola Prima. There's a whole bunch of stuff, which I didn't want to drop names, right? Silverback, fusion, talons, solid, like every type, intense. There's a bunch of different viscosities inside that, but I mean, sticking with one and trying to just work with that one specifically, like silverback, you know what? talons. Dynamic, I would just run this shit like it was gray wash then. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Just like a 
make like a 75% black solution. Yeah. The rest of the way Just up. fucking go with that. Yeah, uh, that would work better with the, the fucking single needle anyways, if you're running it. That was like right. why talons always work great with that stuff because it was so watered down. Yeah. You don't have to worry about oversaturation, decrease the chance that you get in a blowout. You can take your time more. I mean, working at five volts on a, a direct drive is pretty slow. You know, I've seen people working like three to five volts with that stuff. And I'm always like, what? <laughs> it must be going for like the dotty bullshit kind of. Look. Yeah, 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 yeah. Probably. Um, yeah. <laughs> dotty bullshit. Kind of look. <laughs> well, whatever the fuck people call it. Pointillism. Pointil- the shit that heals out smooth regardless of how much effort you put into the goddamn dots at the beginning of time when you do it. Yeah, right. that shit. Fuck. Yeah, so th- there you go, Sebastian. Like That's that's our, our best way of trying to deal with this. Like I think it seems like yeah, yeah, you unless are I have there, like man, the but... machine sitting here running and yeah. physically having an issue with it, I'm I'm never gonna be able to give like a perfect bit of advice there no. because like that's a scenario that I can't actually picture happening in my head mm. because it's a single needle. Yeah, like that just no. should just work. It should just work. <laughs> like that's the most basic. I mean, they can do it with a fucking highlighter tube, like Tony had said last time, right? Like <laughs> this is a guitar right. string. Like it. That's that's some seriously basic stuff. If it's not working. And there's so many things that you could be doing wrong. Like if your stretch is incorrect and you're getting too much acoustics off the skin, it could end up flexing and bending the band as well. Right. So you, maybe you're stretching too much or maybe you're not stretching enough, or maybe your machine's running too slow, or maybe it's too fast. Like it is, it is complex, but to tailor it to how you actually work, you'd have to see it. But yeah, okay. <laughs> I mean, easiest thing. Send us a video. Yeah. Send us a video. Just, just put it all together. Send us a video of it. And then we'll deduce from there. Send us a video in in a shop setting. As if if this is in the living room. Nah, do it at your kitchen table. <laughs> we won't judge you. Sick. It's fine. <laughs> Don't just wipe all the all the GPS information off of that fucking photo before you send it, just in case people are crazy. Um, have you ever heard of Joseph Bryce? No. Why has he got two first names? <laughs> never trust someone with two first names uh it's one of the machines that he's using that one or iron bite rotary works or some shit i, I don't know any iron bite yeah i left up a picture for you too sorry before you left i actually wanted to share this with you because i thought you'd find a kick given how you're doing your painting right now this is an advertising material for cellophane back in the 1950s <laughs> how many kids do you think died because of this <laughs> <laughs> the cool part is that is an illustration yeah i know photograph. it's fucking great right but i mean it's just like how many people be like ah, i'm gonna make sure my kid stays clean before church <laughs> goodness i thought that you liked the illustration though it's pretty neat hey we'll put that up on the website or on the i mean it's a really fucking great illustration it's really great yeah i'll say like all jokes aside that's really fucking well done yeah yeah dude yeah, i put i'm putting this up on the on the in the show notes you want to go take a look at this really rad illustration that probably shouldn't be well that shouldn't be shown today <laughs> my god people's attention spans would probably destroy that shit. i think we should bring it back like, <laughs> illustration from the 30s all the way up to the like late 50s man that shit oh, was so was good awesome yeah when people were really good at painting and stuff uh when people gave a shit that's fine so. <laughs> When you could survive on a single income. Uh, <laughs> when a house would cost you $5,000. <laughs> right. 
Oh, what was that? Okay, I think I had one more, one more question pop up, and then I wanted to talk to you about. Actually, fuck the next question. I want to talk to you about this. These needles. I bought a package of extremely expensive. Well, I bought a couple packages of extremely expensive cartridge style needles that are like recon extremely expensive fucking the fucking black claws <laughs> about three boxes and cost me 150 bucks oh, okay. yeah <laughs> i was like fuck <laughs> you know? so i i i had never used them before i'm still new to this whole rotary you know fucking cartridge style machine setup um but i had i had my my envy needles i had a stigma set and then i had these these black claws and i have a lady i've been working on forever come in and I just was like, Hey, can you be part of this experiment? I wanted to see what these feel like and if they're different. Right. So upon opening these, it's like an open box video or some shit. Right. I took out the, the black claw needles and they're made out of these like bioplastics. Everything is biodegradable, blah, 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 blah. The texture and feel on the actual tubes was way different than the hard plastic, a uh, petroleum based plastics of these other tubes. And right when I touched it, I had a feeling that the actual tattoo application was going to be way different. I had a feeling that it was going to hurt more and I had an idea about it, but I didn't know if you've tried those needles and had such a result. So I, I ended up doing a small section on, on this lady's leg and it dude like inflamed bruised, like everything was just gnarly. Like it was really, really, really weird. And she complained about she like pain, not like this is uncomfortable because I'm getting a tattoo. She's like, that really fucking hurts. Now I know, that I may be new to this whole rotary <laughs> shit, of course, but like I know how to tattoo. So I literally same setup, no adjustments, took another one of the two tubes, uh, cartridges or whatever, put them on my machine, ran. And she's like, wow, that's way better. I was like, huh? So my, my thought is the density of the plastic is causing extra vibrations. And the needles moving around a fucking lot, you know, because they're just it's not it doesn't feel strong. I mean, I guess like they may work well, but like the hardness of them, like a Mohs value seems to be way off in relation to these these other petroleum based plastics that we would see in there and i didn't have you experienced those needles or that outcome with them before um i don't buy gimmicky bullshit so i've never bought those needles or anything else labeled as biodegradable blah 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 um so no <laughs> <laughs> All right, so maybe that can go out to people. I don't know, like our black claws. Answer this for us, listeners. Are black claw needles textured? Maybe they. Maybe it was a textured needle. You know, I don't know why it would have had the same type of issue with this stuff, but maybe that could be a playing factor in this. Was there something else that's going on? Or have you had the same? Should type say of on experience? the box if they're textured. It did. It says they're not fucking textured, but God knows, maybe there was some type of QC issue with this stuff. I don't know. He's the fucking five round. What did the you said that the the plastic itself felt different. Was it like textured? No, dude. So, like it had grits to it. No, nah, like it did have like maybe it, it was it was polished, but it felt frail. You know, if you leave like a plastic bottle out in the sun for a while and you go pick it up and it just kind of crumbles, that feeling. <laughs> it felt it felt like a crumpled up plastic bag. It was really, it felt weak. It felt like airy. So maybe very it's light. more like, right? Maybe it's like more flexible. That's what, maybe it, it was rigid. I took, I did a drag test on top of my, I laid down some um, 
masking tape. There's drug the tips across with both of them. You know, they leave a little bit of plastic behind. There's a fucking ton of chunks coming off the black claw tube. Like it just, it just seemed weaker. And I don't know if it's just the construction of the bioplastics, maybe like. I would wonder yeah. if the needle moving in and out of it was just shaving off plastic of bits and just hammering it into the skin. <laughs> that would be fucking hilarious. Dude, that fucking, her skin stood up like a, like a fucking quarter to a half an inch just swelled. I was like, my God, dude. So. Just, just go set one up with a machine, right? Mm. And then like tattoo your armrest with it. Oh see yeah. If there's like run water in it and tattoo your armrest and see if there's like little bits and pieces mm. and shit in there. They'll do that when I get to the shop this week. Yeah. That's and then like you can idea. always uh, pop the back of the cartridge off, take the oh. needle out, and then check out the inside of the tube to see yeah. if it's got groove marks worn into it. Oh, dude, the back end of the tube, the stopper was like no effort to pull it out nothing it was like barely grabbing it felt really loose like it just it felt janky like a bike that wasn't put together right like it was just really weird like you're driving like an old jalopy versus like a new merc you know what i mean like it just felt weak and i don't i don't want to suck on shit. that black claw <laughs> like i don't want to talk shit like i love all of the things they're trying to do by being eco-friendly and all this stuff i mean i don't know if it's worth the cost to have a product maybe that, you know, is reacting this way to skin given at least my application, which is, you know, nothing, but I'd love for you to try buying a box and see what you think of them. You know what I fucking hate about the idea about people going like, we're going to make eco-friendly products. Cool. But the process of making those products wasn't equal, eco-friendly. <laughs> so like, what the fuck did you accomplish? <laughs> At scale. Yeah. To import organic sugar cane from fucking some country 5,000 miles away to a plant that's 15,000 miles away that has to hit this to get to this place on air. And uh, I don't think that they're made down the street for me. <laughs> I used to do back in the day. Yeah. I had a dude who made my needles. I just called him up and he made them for me. It was great. He was in New Jersey. I lived in fucking, I lived in Ontario, right? It was like, a, a fucking truck would take it straight from drop it off the DHL and go to my house. It's super quick. I give my groupings fucking you know, everything. I got a dude that makes my needles. I think his name's Justin or something. He works at needle jig. <laughs> <laughs> just say, Hey dude, can you make them like you these? You guys can just call sure. and order them. <laughs> I was thinking about it. Like it's back cool. the they, they have a whole warehouse. And... Yeah. Just like make that shit. This is on site. It's not shipped in, you know, like, I don't get it. Man. They do make their needles on site, actually. Needle jig. That's cool. As far as I'm aware. Yeah. We'll cut that out just in case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I used to have this dude. He was awesome. He'd been making needles for like I'm pretty sure they years. do. They make awesome. I'm pretty sure Mark owns the factory that makes his needles. That's cool. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I used, to, I used to love that dude. I'd call him up and be like, hey, I just need to get this weird configuration. He's like, what do you want? And how many do you want? Very right, cool. I'll ship it out tomorrow. <laughs> we fucking make them and they all come, you know, blister packed like they do. And you have this weird label on it and shit. It was just like, it was weird. It's like you could tell it came from somewhere else. Like most of the needles I see nowadays, regardless of the brand and the stamp that's on the back that looks like it was added after manufacture, they all look like they're from the same fucking place. They all do. Needle on bar. It looks like it comes from the same fucking place. 
I think it'd be for the most part. Yeah. Yeah. The raw needles, I'm pretty sure, only come from like three factories. <laughs> People don't know they used to be graded. You know, was it like A through F or some shit or one through ten? However many poles it's been through that grinder when they were actually polishing the needle tips. You get the best ones at the beginning. Like Icon used to have them graded. Way back in the day, Maria, like the red, the yellow, the green, the blue. And you just like, okay, these are the quality of needles that you're going to be getting in the diameters and stuff. And just like make your own fucking needles. Quality control is on you. <laughs> now we trust a brand to do it. But at least you got whoever's a needle jig. They should support our show. <laughs> Head over to needle jig. Tell them it came from us. We love you. Guys. Fuck all your other needle companies. Just go to needle jig. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Ah, uh, I feel like such a boner too for buying that, dude. Like, I just, <laughs> especially you paid how much? Like a hundred and some for a hundred and fifty dollars for sixty needles. That's just stupid. I'm just gonna call it out. That's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> that's somebody with an extreme nickel allergy, and they needed to have a tattoo right. that has a specific. I'm glad metal. you got money like, to Jesus burn, Christ. But... I don't. Well, I gotta throw them all away now. I, it makes me feel like shit. Like I guess I could use them, but like I don't feel comfortable using them. Like it kind of sell know. them to somebody else. Fuck. <laughs> I don't know if I can do that ethically. I gotta. I just gotta eat it and learn my mistake. I just maybe I could. I just go on Facebook Marketplace. Like I don't like these. They're shit. Pretty much. <laughs> I wonder if we could put this in this show. <laughs> Fucking people calling us up. Ooh. Any hoozles. Hey, you want some black claw needles? Call Ryan. It's on TF for, you know, like 110. You save 40 bucks. You can use a promo call. Just fucking text me. I'll send them to you. I don't even care. Pay for shipping. Bucks for three fucking boxes of needles? Yeah, dude. That's insane, isn't it? That's insane. <laughs> I just, I know it's like something that, like, I have, dude, I've been spending a week trying to get over that. I was like fuck me man like why didn't i just get one of their tester boxes you know it's still 50 bucks but i was like oh maybe this you, you, sh- you should have known it was a terrible idea when you saw it in the shopping cart that's <laughs> 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 so much money that's what i did i was like fuck man and it was for literally an amount it's just joking. unethical sales rate yeah it was an, and it was for a minimum price tattoo so like i just lost money like the whole like the whole thing was just was just a burn you know no, well, I'll make them work. It's like the one time that I bought like uh, workhorse needles, and I don't like work workhorse needles, but I just needed some quick, and they were like local. So it's I actually really love uh, workhorses liner cartridges. Their cartridges I are fine. a few of them, and they're <laughs> fucking great. Is they're textured needles specifically on bar? I just I don't like them. They're not they're not good to me. <laughs> I don't get along with them. Oh, well. Yeah. Nobody should really use textured needles. No, that's just like, micro trauma. I like I like textured needles for some of those really old guys that have just that fucking football skin. They got like a just their their epidermis is so thick. It's just they're just glistening with trauma from being out in the sun too much and it's wind damage and just looks All like right, fuck it. Might as well add <laughs> and just rip through there rip with a right chainsaw. Use it for it thirty done. minutes. Yeah, you look at the tip of the needle; it's just all skin, like on a ball. It looks like a fucking torch you'd carry through a goddamn cave. It's just disgusting. Oh, clean this off now. Fast that close the show with just a little friendly communication. What have you been up to this week, dude? I haven't talked to you in a while. So 
I've just been tattooing. Um, last Saturday, we did the uh, realism tattooing seminar. Oh, how'd that go? Oh, it was pretty fun. Oh, super fun. I was I was actually immediately surprised at the end when nobody looked completely dumbfounded. Nice. <laughs> I assumed that there was going to be a lot of like, what the fuck does that mean? Oh. But there really wasn't, which That's tells cool. me that I did a good job explaining things because, you know, like um, I, I think I, I could just send you the presentation that I had. But essentially, so I have a PowerPoint presentation, obviously, oh. um, but most of it was like slides with images of the things I was going to talk about. And then the words next to it was all just inside jokes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they uh, could read the joke that was on the page, but they actually had to listen to me and pay attention to be wow. able to get what I was talking about, which I think works better because like <laughs> they saw the image, saw a joke. Then we talked the real shit. Nice dude. Yeah. That's fucking great. Good. Do you get yeah. positive so, feedback? Everything was, was groovy. Yeah, everybody loved it. They were like, oh, it's it was super educational. And like they actually like learned things and et cetera. Cool. I was like, cool. Then I think I did my job successfully. Uh, that's great. It's something that you oh. don't get to hear at the end of most seminars. Wow, I learned something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, so I, I structured it on two principles. One, I wasn't gonna tell anybody how to do basic bullshit. Like, I'm not going to tell you how to pack color or saturate or run your liner or any of that shit. You should fucking know. Uh, and then two, I'm not going to show you a video of me fucking tattooing. <laughs> because nothing I'm going to talk about has anything to do with me fucking uh, tattooing. Dude, I love that approach. Yeah. Oh, God, that's so great. Yeah, so we could remove the idea of like brands and tattooing and etc and like literally just talk about this in the approach of what it actually is and realism yeah. tattooing is honestly the easiest fucking type of tattooing yeah. yeah so as long as we can talk color theory and simple practices that are used this should be easy wow it's applicable and it's not just for realism either like this will work with fucking anything and probably fill in some holes that maybe they may have been thinking about right you know yeah that's great that's Dude, at the same the, with the YouTube channel, it's the thing that we've been trying to do like nonstop. It was like, can you show us videos of you tattooing? I'm like, you're kind of missing the fucking point. It doesn't matter. Like, you shouldn't be right. watching me run a line. So you know how to run. Like, you should know how to fucking run a line. And if you have questions about why you're running that line, this will explain better why. <laughs> like, it's not like, yeah, it's uh, science. It, but it's the one thing that pisses me off the most is tattoo seminars where it's specifically just a video of some asshole tattooing oh. and they're just kind of nonchalantly narrating what they're doing look i'm they're like some you can see me like pulling the skin here <laughs> and, like, i dipped into this color and like for some reason i just tattooed that color there like, this is not <laughs> educational so stupid oh golly yeah i just ah oh, man this, this is all just going to keep pulling back the idea of fundamental application tattooing. Maybe it's just like the further you get into it. Like, there isn't really a lot of tricks in tattooing. It's There's tricks for a person or a skin tone, not but not the design. You know, there's just a good way or a bad way to do it. <laughs> I don't... I mean, like, realistically, that's, that's what we have to really think about, especially if we're in the idea of having seminars or doing something educational these things are formulaic processes mm -hmm. 
most people don't care to talk about their formulaic process. They no. want to talk about their bullshit application process. No. Application can change person to person. Understanding why you're using that application has to be put down. Like you have to understand why you're going to apply a thing. Yeah. If you don't understand what you're applying or why you're applying something, then you're not going to fucking do it. <laughs> it is of paramount importance. You're just going to be... <laughs> So right right you're just gonna be poking and hoping and it's never gonna work so <laughs> the first uh half of yeah <laughs> the first half of the seminar was specifically color theory and the idea of why we have to change color theory when we're speaking about realism right because like color theory on a neo-traditional tattoo is not color theory for realism Wow. You know, we can't use just incredibly bright, saturated, psychotic colors if we're doing realism because not a lot of things in real life are psychotically bright and saturated. Oh. Um, essentially, you know, we're, we're talking about that dirty word chroma. No, chroma. How saturated <laughs> or unsaturated a hue is specifically. Oh. So that was like the first half hour of the seminar, just talking about how to identify colors in an image right so instead of just talking about what colors we could use we're talking about how we can identify color in an image because wow. realism is just replicating an image um so after discussing identifying colors and why they're those colors then we went into an application process and wow. um Specifically, it was like how to um, structure your outline for doing realism or yeah. how to block off sections. And basically, I said, instead of trying to just like map every tiny little, you know, stupid fucking color that you see on an image, you should really just map um, planes of varying tones or varying, um, yeah, you know, shifts in uh light structures, et cetera. Because we're not really looking for every tiny little nuance. We're looking for planes that exist because of how they're affected by light. Yeah. Right. Or reflective light. And if we can identify those things, we can use light. any technical yeah. color as long as it's the right tone or value. Yeah. That's really smart. So like that. from that to how somebody would actually saturate the tattoo which is um, instead of hyper-focusing on like blending from one color to another color, we're specifically talking about the idea of like quote unquote color bumping, which is yeah. putting one color right next to another color. And as it heals, it will it blend, blend itself. Into the other. Yeah. That is one thing, dude. I think that people and then don't we understand. Just... My God. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> right. And from there, it's just going into like how they can arrange certain tattoos to make them look more realistic or less realistic while still doing realism like if i do a realistic tattoo but then stick a cartoon character next to it the realistic part will look more, more realistic. realistic yeah you know so there's just little cheating bits that's fucking fun dude that's really fun i like that the the color bumping i, I like that term i didn't ever hear it called that before but i think that's like a tm brian matthew there you go the color bump and you put them next to each other. Like I've, I've always tried to explain that to people. Uh, it's it's been know? around for a while. It has been? Oh, okay. But like, 
when you're taking these things that when you start getting into higher levels of realism, focusing even up on the higher, like the hyper realistic stuff, you're still only using those small planes of color that are bunning up adjacent next to each other. And all you're doing is still keeping them in tight packets. It's just right. a smaller packet of color that you're using. And it's still going to heal smooth. Like that's the whole point. Look at anyone who does hyper-realism, especially the three to five foot hyper-realist people like Butcher, you know, where it only looks really awesome at five feet away. When you get up on it, all you're seeing is these small right. blocks of color. It's just little brush strokes. <clears throat> ah, so good to teach something like that. That's like 101 level shit for realism. <laughs> so yeah, I essentially just broke down what would have been realism painting yeah like the bare minimum of what is realism painting and then broke it into how that is tattooing right yeah. so we even talked about how to set up um your palette you know like your oh cool caps. yeah um so how you can identify colors mix those colors put them in your ink cup as a palette mm-hmm. and then tattoo with that and essentially that creates that uh tattoo or paint by number scenario because you're just putting the right color exactly where it belongs you don't have to worry about color blending and crazy shit it's just a step-by-step process yeah that's fucking great dude it's like that really pushing that predisposed stuff as well if you're going to be sticking with realism trying to do individual mixed stuff on that especially if you don't understand the basis that you're using because no one's telling us what's in the pigments anymore it's just smarter you know if you're going to stick with realism, just go right right to that because you can just pick your tone. That works. Done. You know, <laughs> can't still cross mix a little bit, but <clears throat> geez, that's fucking great, dude. I always uh, speaking of that, it's like when you have the color budding, I just like that phrase now because it says but. Um, I was talking about like how to do like overblends with that stuff using washes of color. And people are like, oh, I thought you couldn't use right. color washes. I'm like, no, that's like the easiest way to do this shit. <laughs> But your color and blend, dude. Like it's fucking super simple. Like, oh, how does that work? This that works. It's like, oh, that's how you make stuff smooth. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> no one's doing this fucking you know pendulum fucking weird shit with a solid saturated color over two budded colors trying to get them to blend. It's not gonna work. <laughs> you know, I have actually seen that a lot on Instagram. Yeah, uh, people doing the pendulum swing with their color like trying to fully saturate yeah like their pendulum <laughs> and it's like <laughs> did you want this tattoo that should have been a 45 minute tattoo to take three hours on purpose oh, i know heal out like shit like you just totally removed like the epidermis you just scraped it away slowly but surely man it looks bright and sick as shit no commit stuff to skin and then modify it afterwards it's not <laughs> you can just speed up everything that way uh, right. oh man I gotta make a video about that about that color budding thing I never even thought about that stuff trying to teach people about it. I, thought, I thought it was just like common fucking sense <laughs> I think it's just it's going to always depend on who you're talking to so like um a lot of times you know in painting we're not purposely blending and smoothing every little tiny inch of a painting you know you want texture it's that whole uh color budding color bumping whatever the fuck thing is literally derived from oil painting it's just putting one color next to another color the two individual planes they don't need to be blended together yeah yeah, visual distance, just, right? 
That's a distance right of interaction in any type of painting. Like I've seen so many like like large scale ones as well. When you get up on them, that they're hard to decipher and read, right? Because you can actually see and feel if you decide to touch, which I've seen people do at a fucking museum, which is hilarious. The actual painting, well, feel the the texture. It's fucking do that. But you step twenty feet away, and it just screams out at you. You don't notice those small bits <laughs> bumping up to each other. <clears throat> Where there's that, and the human brain will filling gaps you know yeah so there's not a whole lot that we actually have to do because your brain is going to do it for you yeah which is another reason why we said hyper-realistic tattoos is (laughs) fucking stupid (laughs) (laughs) anyway (laughs) anyway I think that'll be it. That's a good recording for today, dude. I think we had an hour and a half, maybe two. That was kind of fun. Nice. Yeah. You just got like my adrenaline spiked up because we were talking about art. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. What are you gonna do with the uh what are you gonna do with the seminar? Are you gonna put it up anywhere where people can buy it? Do you wanna do something like that? Or you just have people order um, it from you? There's some oh fuck. It's snowing outside. Ooh, fun. Anyway, there's a there's little adjustments that I want to make, um, just here and there, like weird little bits pieces that I could have done better, um, but I don't I don't know yet. Like the people that I did it for had a really great reaction to it. They were like, "This is amazing!" Yeah. So I want to like test it on another group, you know, like uh. see if it it works on a bigger spectrum of people first and if it does then we could be like this is it this is the end all be all (laughs) (laughs) that's cool well people let us know shoot us an email send us a call yeah if you don't know we have a phone number it's 208 what is it 696-1828 yes it's an idaho number no we're not in fucking idaho you can send us a message and let us know what's up (laughs) and uh let us know if you want us to come out. We'll do seminars. You can order them. Let, do you want to have a seminar from us? What the fuck should we charge for it? You know, what seems fair? Or you just want to just keep on listening to the show or going to our fucking, I don't know, social media or meeting us in person and just getting it for free. I don't know. I won't give it away for free anymore. We shouldn't. What if we just did a free seminar on Facebook? That'd be kind of fun. Actually, that'd be kind of cool. What if we did do that? Do that and have a donation. Just or like something. that would be like the the like easiest way to do. It. Yeah, perfect. Right, like the perfect um one. Fuck you to tattooing because everybody charges for seminars. Ah. But two, such a great promotional activity. Be like free seminar. Fuck it. That's a really good idea. Like punk rock. You know what I mean? Like fuck this. We're right. by donation only. Like we don't give a shit. Let us give us whatever the fuck you want. That's cool. I could bring up my uh, surgical incision lines and fucking skin stretching acoustics one, which is I know people are be like, oh, God, it's it is boring, but it teaches you a lot. And then Brian can have his brilliant and entertaining. <laughs> what about that? <laughs> Just give it away for free. Yeah, I think it'd be cool. We can talk about like, um, you know, like what you just said. We'll just. Break this down to a science and art seminar. Yeah. That's specifically molded for tattooing. Oh, dude, that's actually really cool. Yeah. Actually, yeah. If you wanted to piggyback on this stuff, if I could see yours, I could probably create a bunch of science, uh, like uh, footnotes or something to each one of those and just fucking add them in. 
if people wanted to. We'll have, have to like text about one. this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to cut this out. It's fine. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it'd be like one, like you said, like it'd be absolutely punk rock because we'd just be like, you know what? Fuck everybody else. We'll just do this shit for free. Yeah. Just just dismantle the entire fucking <laughs> tattoo convention system. Like, fuck that's it. fucking great. Yeah, fuck you guys. Who cares? Yeah. You want you want continuing education credits? I sure. Whatever. <laughs> you give a donation of whatever you want to give, anything, and we'll send you a certificate. That works. I got Ooh, the back end already built. For are this. you nice? That's what I was gonna say. Can you actually write a certificate? Yep. Nice. Yep. You just register it with the uh the yeah, I think that's fucking stuff. genius. Yeah, dude. This feels I think we fun. should just do a free seminar and then tell everybody they give us their info, we'll send them certificates. Yeah. That's punk rock. Dude. Genius. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally down for this idea. <laughs> like we could literally do it as like a Christmas giveaway. Oh, that's a fucking yeah, dude. Yeah. That sounds really fun. There you go. I just leave it up. Fuck it, do whatever you want with it. Yeah. That's our show for today. Everyone can get fucked. Pay attention. Love and all this, whatever. Holiday gifts. I don't fucking know. I'm excited, dude. <laughs> this is neat. <laughs> right? This yeah. is it's a really great idea. This is our generic outro track. Thank you everyone for listening. Remember, please go give us a like, subscribe, review on any of the podcast players or platforms that you enjoy listening to us on. And uh, thanks. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for listening to the show. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll talk to you again next week.